Hello, and welcome back to Grace Point Go, Grace Point's podcast where you will find sermon audio from our Sunday morning worship services, as well as interviews and conversations and devotionals, all meant to give you content from Grace Point on the go. Today is a conversation between both myself and Christian Brands, our youth pastor here, about how to build a successful youth ministry and how, as a church, we can support and understand youth ministry at Grace Point even better. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Really good. Uh, it's really cold out right now. Um, I was slipping and sliding all the way to work, uh, but I made it here and we're good. Yeah. We're here. It's the never ending winter. It really does feel like that. It feels, this one feels long. This one feels long. I'm ready for it to be over. Um, so today we're talking about youth ministry. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about... Um, sustainable youth ministry. We're talking about the importance of youth ministry, especially at Grace Point, and what makes the ministry here at Grace Point unique. So I think maybe a good place to start would be just talking about how you got into it and why you chose that. Like maybe even why you felt called to it. Sure. Yeah. So what what, yeah. what kind of led you to that? So I have an interesting story with youth ministry. Um, I was a homeschool kid growing up and I, I always attended like solid Bible believing churches and I had other Christians around me, but I never actually was part of a youth group until like my junior year of high school. So I had tried, I had tried youth group. I'd tried being part of youth ministry and I just always felt like an outsider walking in. And I think that's because I didn't know like all these other kids. And so I felt like I I walked through a door and I think as a teenager, you're like really sensitive to being the odd one out, but that's definitely the vibe I got was like, I'm the only one here who doesn't know everyone else. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm outside of the click kind of thing. Yeah. And that's just not a good feeling. Right. Like, right. and I know that's not limited to teenagers. That's not limited to, to youth group. Like that could happen at church as well, but that's just how I felt. And, you know, I connected well with like the youth leaders or the youth pastor, but they're like, they're supposed to connect with all the kids or they're supposed to go after the, the one lost sheep. Right. So I just never felt super accepted by the other kids. And so I didn't make too much of an effort. Like mm. I didn't really try to engage more beyond mm-hmm. that feeling because it just, it was an instant kind of turn off. So fast forward to my junior year of high school, my family has just moved across the country to Florida and we end up attending this new church. And I think they made like a pulpit announcement or something like, our youth group's meeting over here for Sunday school, like check it out. And my parents kind of looked at me like with the raised eyebrow, like, do you want to check it out? And I was kind of like inwardly, like I shouldn't want to check this out, Mm -hmm. but I did. Mm -hmm. I wanted to. So I went, I'm like, you know, new place. Let's, let's meet some people, whatever. And I walk in and it was a completely different experience. Like within five minutes, I'd met five people and it was like, they actually wanted to get to know me. Like they actually Mm -hmm. cared who I was. Right. So just that, that moment I think was transformative for me of like, I can belong at church, not just go to church. Yeah. And, and so that was huge. That, that kind of changed my trajectory with, with church and with being involved in youth ministry. So from there, uh, I just continued to get plugged in at that mm-hmm. church, at that youth group um, on Sunday mornings. Like I was just drinking in the word and on Tuesday nights, I was like being surrounded by, by community, by peers who wanted to invest in me, leaders who cared about me. And it was just such a beautiful place to grow 
that my faith just exploded. Like my love for the Lord, my love for other people, my love for God's word, um, all of that just grew by leaps and bounds while I was there. And I think that had a lot to do with, with what God had already been doing in my heart up to that point. But having that community around me was just mm. so huge, so transformative for me. And that's really what even got me thinking about doing youth ministry as a leader, as a pastor. Yeah. Wow. Um, why? So you and I both have talked about this and how the two shortest shelf lives for, for people who are on staff at a church is typically the worship guy mm-hmm. and the youth guy. It's horrible. Um, it is horrible. And it's, it's really, I've always wondered why that is. And I think that there's probably a, a, a bunch of different reasons about why that happens and different situations will, will cause that. I, I wonder why I would, I guess my question would be, why have you stayed? And then also another question would be, why do you think people leave? Why do you think youth ministry mm. has such a sh- short shelf life compared to maybe other positions or yeah. whatever? Well, I, I want to start by addressing like maybe the second half of that question, like yeah. why, why people would leave. And I think one thing that maybe both youth ministry and, and being a worship leader have in common is that it can be really like lonely. It can be mm-hmm. kind of isolating, right? Um, like as a youth pastor, I don't work normal hours. Like there's there's no such thing as a nine to five youth pastor. Like if, if you are doing it that way, you're definitely doing it wrong um, because where kids have time, where students have time to engage with others is like after school, weekends. So like nights and weekends are kind of the bread and butter of, of what I do. Um, and I imagine that being a worship leader is, is maybe similar with the scheduling piece because you've got weeknight rehearsals, things like that, weekend work a lot of the time, but also you're, you're like always up in front, right? And so there's this tendency where maybe everything you, you do can be critiqued or like you're just uh, a, a face behind a microphone or a person on a stage playing an instrument and you don't have the chance to connect in the same way with the wider body of Christ unless you're super intentional about that, mm-hmm. which I know you are. Um, and I think same for youth pastors, like if you're just kind of in your own isolated ministry, doing your own thing, like, like spending time with the students is wonderful. Like I get so energized by that. I get so encouraged by, by their, their growth in the faith, but like, that's not automatically community for me, mm. right? Like to be in a ministry that I'm leading, like I need to also go outside of that to find uh, the support network that I need as a believer. So for me, uh, where that's come in is like, um, I'm, I'm part of a couple networks of other youth pastors. And so these are, are places I can go, people I can talk to where I can process like an issue that I'm having in ministry or even a, a personal issue or, um, you know, just like, this is where I'm at spiritually. Like I need help here. And these are people that, that can understand because they've been there or they are there. Yeah. And especially like in this last season of the pandemic, which has been most of my time as a youth pastor, um, that's been so crucial to just have that place to to come and be understood. Mm. And that's really helped me get through, I think. Mm. Because I've had a wonderful experience being a youth pastor at Grace Point, but it has been difficult at times. Yeah. And I think like there, there's always going to be that feeling of discouragement that you have to battle against at yeah. times. Like, because you just can't see all the results and like that's ministry is like you're planting seeds, you're working hard, you're having all these conversations. At the end of the day, you can just be like, you know, did that matter? Did anybody hear that? That's Like did anything land? 
Mm-hmm. But then, and this kind of brings me to like, why do I stay? Like, it's worth it. I believe it's worth it mm-hmm. for, for these students, for the kingdom of God. Like, it is so worth it. And getting to see that moment when mm-hmm. like the light turns on yeah. for a kid or like you have that conversation that you know they needed to have yeah. for like the last month and it finally happens or like they understand the gospel for the first time. Like those are the moments that kind of keep you going. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, I don't want to say few and far between cause like they happen regularly, right? but it's not every day. It's not every week. Yeah. And in between it can start to feel like, you know, what am I doing? Mm. Like, is this a waste of time? And there's definitely people that think that it is, but I believe firmly that it's not. And having that, that community of people that believe similarly, including people in this church who just are very supportive of what I do and like really believe that these students matter. Um, that's encouraging. That keeps mm. me going too. I, I, it goes back to another conversation, which is that private ministry fuels public ministry that in those moments and those days when you doubt, you need to know that God has a called you to it, but also that your relationship with him is stronger than the doubts that the enemy or yourself might be bringing, which is, this is a failure. This isn't going in the right direction. And to just go back to his word and go, okay, well, what does the Lord say about this? What does he say? What are his words of encouragement? What does he say about sustainability and faithfulness? I mean, Proverbs has a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, my my next question would be, what what do you think are hallmarks of a successful youth ministry? And I don't just mean numbers. I don't just mean growth or I have you know, the resources to put on this, this like experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But what do you think that might be part of it, but what do you think is and are some of the hallmarks of faithful, fruitful youth ministry, not just at Grace Point, but just in general, like if you were to give advice to someone who was younger and they were like, Christian, how do I build this from scratch? How do I build this with five kids? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you, what do you say? Yeah. That's such a, a crucial question, and that's I think it's one I keep coming back to myself all the time, um, especially now that I, I, I hesitate to say this in a sense because we, we just had to push back our winter retreat because of COVID, like, last month. Um, so we're not, like, out of the woods yet, but, like, I think we're, we're, we're almost there. We're getting there. And so, like, I have this sense within myself of, like, we're almost out of this kind of survival mode that we've been in. And, and, but God's been very faithful through that whole time. So I'm, as I'm looking to the future, I'm always thinking like, okay, what can we do, be doing better? Where, where can we get more focused? How can we improve upon like what's already here, what we're already doing? Mm. And so, you know, just having, having that vision, having that focus of what success really is and how we get there is so huge. Um, but I think it's not that complicated. Mm. I think, um, youth ministry, ministry of any kind, like almost anything in life can, can be so complexified just by, by how we think about it and even overthink it. And it's not always that, that complicated. So I think youth ministry, um, doing youth ministry successfully boils down to, to relationships. It boils down to making disciples. It Mm. boils down to 
the gospel. Yeah. Um, I think those are like the key ingredients. And when you put those things together in an organic way, um, good things happen. So uh, going back to my, my experience in the youth group that I shared about where I, I finally did get really connected and, and really invested in, um, those were kind of the things like the structure of each night was really simple. It wasn't this like big flashy thing with all the fun and games and like entertainment orientation. It was like, Hey, let's show up. Like, let's play some dodgeball. Let's have some conversations. Let's hang out together and then let's get in the word and then let's get in small groups and and talk about that and like really see where the rubber meets the road Mm. in our actual lives. And so I think I've, I've taken some of that simplicity with me where, you know, I don't do everything that same way in our youth ministry, but I, I still want to always have that intentionality of why are we here? Like, what is this for? This is about making disciples. Yeah. This is about helping students follow Jesus or meet Jesus if they yeah. need to. So I think that's like kind of the key. And then there's like a lot more that we could get into, but um, that's, that's what it boils down to for mm. me. That's really good. Um, what would you say are like, to get more specific and to talk about Grace Points ministry, the youth ministry at Grace Point, what would you say are some of the, the core values, some of the things that you emphasize to your student leaders, um, to your to your volunteer team? What are the things that are, are, are the values that you have in your own head and that you speak out to other people? Yeah. I think one of the biggest ones, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is just being welcoming, being hospitable. Um, I see our youth ministry in a lot of ways as kind of the front porch of Grace Point where people who might not have any, might not see any reason to join us on a Sunday or might not feel as comfortable walking into our sanctuary for worship. Um, they, they will feel comfortable, especially if a friend invites them to come hang out on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night um, and, and hear about Jesus in that setting. So I think like in itself, youth ministry is, is open to that. And like, that's a unique opportunity to draw, draw people in to see, you know, what is this all about? Who is Jesus anyway? Um, but I, I give so much credit to our students and our leaders for really just having open arms for anybody that walks in. Mm. Um, I think one of the things I most love about our youth ministry here specifically, and this is very unique in, in my experience is that nobody is automatically an outsider. Yeah. Like I, I really feel right now, like there are no cool kids in our Mm. youth group. Yeah. There's just people that are here more often and people that aren't here as often, but like literally last week we had, (laughs) it was kind of funny. We had kids just coming in late, like in the middle of stuff, uh, kind of walking right into the middle of what was already going on, um, 10 minutes late, 20 minutes late. And like every time somebody walked in, there would just be this, woo, cheer, like welcome. Like we're so glad to see you. And wow, like that is so awesome and so hard to find um, an environment where, you know, if we haven't seen you in a month or we haven't seen you in a semester and you walk in, like we're still going to be so happy to see you. Um, and like I said, that's like, that's not something that I've done. I can't really take any credit for it. That's like the way I think our, our ministry here has always been in a way. And I'm seeing it now 
more than ever where it's really just the students and the volunteers just being so, so open to get to know anybody and draw them in. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Where, where do you think, um, you guys are at compared to where you started? Where is Grace Point Youth at now? Um, and you touched on culture. You touched on how it's not just you, you know, sitting at the door welcoming students in now. It's your youth ministry, um, meaning volunteers and youth who are involved in now welcoming. And, and that's a that's a huge um, that's a huge point of growth. That's so cool to, to like hear that there's other people who are catching the vision and that they're understanding like this is this is our role here. I'm not just a spectator here. I'm I'm someone who's involved in this ministry? What are some of the other things that you've maybe implemented or heard of or um, adopted certain strategies that have gotten you from where you were to where you are today and, and where you are at now presently? Yeah, such a good question. Um, one thing that comes to mind right away for me is uh, at the height of the pandemic, we implemented a Discord server for our senior high youth group. And what that is, is just an online platform for, for chat and we use that all the time. Like I put announcements on there. Students have dialogue on there about all sorts of subjects. Uh, they'll put prayer requests on there. And it's just a, an awesome way for us to stay in touch throughout the week. And I think the result of that, uh, it's, it's really revolutionized our ministry. And it's, cool. it's hard to point exactly to like, this is what did it. But I think it's just, it's created friendships that go deeper than just meeting at church yep. on a Tuesday night for youth group or Wednesday night for Bible study. Um, like these kids are staying in contact uh, more often. And many of them are, are really using that opportunity to create a, a tight knit community. Mm. So that's so cool to see. And that just started with a volunteer having this idea. Like she used discord already for keeping in touch with other friends and was like, Hey, you know, how can we make this work for the youth group? And so to me, that's a, a classic example. We have so many, people on our team who are gifted and talented in so many different ways. Um, we also have a wider range of ages on our volunteer team now than I think we've ever had, which I'm excited about. And, and with that variety comes uh, just so many different ideas, like a richness of, of things to pull from, experiences, mm. uh, perspectives that, you know, in and of myself, I just don't, I don't bring that to the table. Yeah. Um, my my knowledge, experience, gifts, like they're all limited to to me. But when you get a team around you, um, that is that can really pull the whole ministry forward because That's I'm cool. not gonna connect well with every single student as much as I might want to. Yeah. yeah. Like personality wise, interest wise, like yep. I just I need other people around me yeah. to I would say support that, but I think the volunteers are really doing the heavy lifting in so mm -hmm. many cases of of getting into these students' lives, building that relationship, pulling them in, drawing them into this community. And then of course the students are, the other students are doing that too. Um, so, you know, going back to your question about uh, what advice would I give to somebody starting out in youth ministry? I'd say like build your team because that's what's going to really create the community, create the culture you're, yeah. you're hoping for. That's really cool. I, I think that that is what healthy leadership looks like. It's not saying here, here's this, this train or this plane, get on it. You know, here's where we're going. It's saying, hey, we want to head here. This is the direction we want to go in. But now let's let's build it together. Let's mm -hmm. let's build it as we fly. And sometimes you have to do that, especially in the last two years we've seen. <laughs> Very much on the fly. <laughs> absolutely. You have to see, you have to really like, you have to 
bring in people trial by fire and just say, we're, we're building this thing as we're flying. And sometimes it's going to like take a, we're going to have take a curveball, and we're just going to have to, to roll the punches here. Um, and I think, I also think that that's a key to sustainability, especially when you talk to people who have experience with leaders and have worked with leaders who are healthy, hallmarks of that is I got to be a part of it. I was able to share right. in the vision. Um, you don't always hear good things about people who who kind of rule with an authoritarian kind of like do this. Like you you must obviously there's times when you do have to like you, you provide clarity and direction and but. I think it's really healthy to bring people in and to, to like hear their voice, make them feel felt. Um, and then that creates investment in, in what they're and buy-in into what they're doing. Absolutely. It's so and, good. And I've, I've kind of always taken that collaborative approach. I think in the beginning it started more as like, I'm not completely comfortable like getting thrown into this. Yeah. Um, the, the backstory of how I started in the role I'm in now as like the full-time youth pastor at Grace Point is that, I came on as like a halftime junior high pastor and our, our previous senior high pastor who did such good work, uh, Nathan Miller had been here for, I think seven or eight years. And I was like, you know, Oh, I'm so stoked to work with Nathan. Like I'm going to learn so much kind of working with him, like under his guidance in a sense. And then two months into my job as the junior high pastor, he said that he was going to a different church. So yeah. uh, that's when I kind of stepped into the role I'm in now where I'm overseeing both junior high and senior high ministries that have been historically like kind of their their own separate things. Right. And so uh, that was a lot at first. It still feels like a lot. Yeah. A lot of times like it's kind of this constant balancing act of like I don't want to give too much on either side where I'm neglecting one. Mm. But I think it also comes with with an opportunity for for more continuity where mm. what I'm doing with the junior high students is working toward where I want them to go yeah. in senior high. And and now that some of the the students who were in junior high when I first started have come up into senior high, I think I'm, mm. I'm seeing some cool benefits of that. Um, but that also means I get to work with, with two teams and I'm, I'm constantly looking for their, their ideas, their input and, and trying to do, more of that, more of the collaborative mm. approach. And not, not because I feel like I'm shorthanded, although that can be the case sometimes, um, but because they have so much to offer, so much to bring to the table, uh, whether they grew up here in our youth ministry or whether they, they just got involved because they had a passion for seeing students walk with Jesus. Like um, all of them and their different experiences, their different personalities and perspectives are so valuable. And, and right now uh, I'm kind of, like I said, coming out of COVID, like out of that survival mode of just trying to make things work. I'm really trying to revisit our, our vision, our direction. And I really want that to be a team process. So a couple of weeks ago, I, I started with our senior high team just saying, Hey, like, why are you guys doing yeah. this? Like we, we all know what probably the church answer should be, but it's funny to, it's, it's cool to see how that answer looks a little bit different for each person. Mm. Like there's, there's a different angle on the same passion that they each bring. And so I want that to be an ingredient in like our collective vision mm. of why we're here, why we do what we do. That's incredible. Um, why, let me ask this first. Um, why does youth ministry matter? Why you talked about doubters earlier in your um, in one of your answers, and I think that to someone who maybe not even be a doubter, but just might not even know a lot mm -hmm. about youth ministry, 
how would you describe why it matters? Why would you tell someone like who maybe just doesn't know a lot about it? Or maybe someone who, you know, if you were to speak to someone off the street who, th- who thinks it doesn't really matter, um, what, what would be your answer? Yeah. I, I think the doubters come in a couple different forms. There's like, you could say the secular doubter who, you know, youth ministry is, is kind of mocked a lot in, in the secular world or like yeah. what we'd call the ex-evangelical world, like yeah. people who have left the faith or like at least left what we would say is a biblical faith. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of finger pointing at what could be called like hypocrisy or just showmanship yeah. in youth ministry. Yeah. But I think a lot of that, and I've wrestled with that a lot, but I think a lot of those pointing fingers are all pointing back at things that, that aren't really central to ministry or good mm. ministry, mm. Um, which we talked about earlier. Like, you know, if it's, if it's really about relationships, if it's about the gospel, if it's about the word, um, then there's a lot less to, to critique. You can still say it doesn't matter, yeah. but then you're saying Christianity doesn't matter. And then obviously we disagree. Yeah. Um, I think the other common form of doubter that I've encountered is someone within the church who either doesn't think youth ministry should be done or has a very specific idea about how it should be done that, sure. that doesn't maybe align with mine. Um, I would say, I, I obviously I view youth ministry as, as crucial. It's, it's very important. I don't take that from the pages of scripture necessarily from any one passage of thou shalt create a youth ministry in every church, right? Like the, the scripture doesn't say that, but scripture is full of passages that speak to youth, to, that speak to young people, that speak to the development of faith from an early age. And so uh, what I said earlier about um, discipleship, disciple making as really the point, um, I think that's what legitimizes youth ministry for me. It's it's a structure that, you know, isn't strictly speaking necessary, but commu- a community of believers for young people to be part of is necessary. And so what we're, what I'm trying to accomplish in youth ministry at Grace Point is really just disciple making applied to a certain age. It's, yeah. it's not that different from like a children's ministry um, where really we're just, we're seeking to make disciples of students by reaching them where they're at with the gospel, with the word of God, by uh, talking through issues that they're facing at school, at home, in their relationships, mm. in their, their spiritual development um, and, and seeing what Jesus has to say about that, what God's word has to say about that. Um, But a a favorite passage of mine, and actually this is uh, one I got to preach on the first time I ever spoke from the pulpit at Grace Point, Psalm 71, uh, if I can read this, Psalm 71 verses 17 to 18 says, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me Mm. until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. So, you know, speaking of calling, like that's kind of a life verse for me in a sense of like, God, as, as long as you have me on this earth, like I want to be reaching the next generation. I want to be proclaiming your might yeah. to those who are, are, are rising up. Mm. Um, and if, if we fail to do that, like, like Christianity dies, right? Mm. Like I think Pastor Jared says often, like our faith is only one generation away from extinction. So, I think in that sense, youth ministry in some form is essential yeah. because, and, and it's not just the future of the church, it's the church of today. Mm-hmm. Like 
young people have always been part of the biggest revivals and, and awakenings yeah. in the church. Um, and so I think tapping into uh, not just that that potential, because that's implying, well, this is the future of the church. But I think, yeah, they're the church of today. These students are, and they have tons to offer us. They have tons to teach us. They have tons to uh, to help us understand that that maybe we don't because we've we've grown up in a, a different world than they have. Um, so they have an angle on what the gospel means that I think sometimes older people can learn a lot from. Um, but it's really about, it's about proclaiming God's truth to the next generation. That's something that, that we always have to be doing. And so I think I can agree to disagree to some extent with people that think uh, youth ministry isn't necessary or the, the way that we do it isn't necessary. But I think biblically speaking, you have to agree that, that young people need discipleship. They need older people in their lives uh, speaking truth to them. They need peers around them to support them in their faith. And if that's not happening, then they aren't growing. Mm. And that's really, that's really all that I'm about is seeing young people grow in their faith. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, I think to, to, to wrap up my, my question personally, I think a question that would be really helpful to anyone who's listening is how can people support and pray for ministry to youth at Grace Point? How can we get behind what you're doing and, and to be lifting what you're doing up in prayer? Um, and just maybe give us some specific, um, some specifics on, on what we can be knowing about and including into our, our prayer life. For sure. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love it if anyone listening would would pray for our ministry. And um, that could mean praying for me personally, um, for for that encouragement, like that, that passion to continue. Um, that could mean praying for our team and just maximum effectiveness, working together, mm. uh, reaching these students. But I think especially praying for the students, yeah. like for their eyes to be open, for for them to be ready to receive um, what we're teaching and then for them to act on that, um, and to, to reach out to their friends, to reach out to the people in their lives. Um, and I've been, I've been seeing more of that recently. That's really exciting. And I think, um, my goal has never been for our, our youth group numbers to explode, Yeah. but if God is, is leading these students to bring their friends, to, to invite people in, um, I think that's an amazing opportunity for the kingdom of God to expand yeah. for the gospel to go out. And, yeah. and so that needs to be our goal. So I think that's, that's my prayer for our, our youth ministry is that the kingdom of God would expand. Mm. And that, that's the prayer that I would love anybody else listening to pray as far as supporting us like more tangibly um, prayer. There's always a need for prayer. Um, funds are always useful. Like we can always, utilize um, a special donation for like scholarships to summer camp or, yeah. or mission trip donations, thing like, things like that. Um, but probably more than that, um, just finding ways to, to plug in, ways to know what's going on and, and ways to support what we're doing in a, in a more hands-on or, or relational way. And I would, I would love for this problem to happen. Like I would love to have to deal with all kinds of people coming to me saying, 
how can we support you? Or I have this idea of how I can come alongside the youth ministry, even if that's not serving every week. I would love to have a surplus of of people who care, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I, I know that those people are out there. I know yes. that so many people are supportive. And so if that's you and you're listening and, and you're wondering how to get involved or or you just you want to be part of it in some way, I would so welcome that conversation. Mm. And, and based on how the Lord is working in you, what your gifts are, what kind of time you have or what, what gifts you have, I'm sure we can find a way to plug you in, in in a way that makes a difference in these students' lives. And I think there's, there's way more room for creativity in that than sometimes we realize. Mm. And so again, like it's, it's been a challenging season the last few years with the pandemic and just having to be really creative with, with how we even do youth ministry. Of course. But I would love to get more creative with what kind of support roles there could be That's so good. Um, for people who just want to get involved and help in some way. Wow. That's, a, that's great. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing your heart today. Um, I hope that this has been helpful for anybody who's listening and knowing and understanding some of the things that go behind the scenes and also just remembering the youth, <clears throat> keeping them in, the, in, the, in our prayers, keeping them in our minds and remembering that these, this is the future of the church and investment there carries value, carries weight, carries importance and emphasis. And, and I just appreciate that you are one of the more faithful youth ministers that I know because you don't aren't in a state of constant question. I don't know how long I'm going to be in this role. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in the future, but just a commitment to what you're doing now yeah. and understanding that God called you into this and that this is what you're doing now. And you don't have your eyes on a million different things. You have your eyes on how can I be most faithful and leverage the resources that I have for people who are on my heart? And that happens to be the youth ministry of Grace Point. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. Um, and I speak on behalf of, I'm sure, multiple people. Um, but so we just thank you. And again, thank you for listening today. Um, and I hope that you can join us next week uh, for uh, our next series on the past, present, and future of ministry at Grace Point. Um, So thank you for, for joining us.